Hey everyone, and welcome to Money Moves for Teens. My name is Tally Levy, and in this podcast, I will be talking about business, entrepreneurship, and of course, money. I hope you take something away from this episode and enjoy. What are some things you first think of when you hear McDonald's? Is it their slogan or their company colors? Maybe you think of some things they stand for, such as putting their customers first as they state on their website. The reason you think of these things is because you are familiar with the McDonald's brand. That's how you make the connection to words or colors they've used. A strong brand creates a reputation and communicates to people a number of things like what they value or what their mission is as a company. Every business should strive to create that connection between themselves and others, and that is what I'll help you get started with today. This episode, I'll be going over 9 tips you should apply when defining and building your brand. The first thing you should start with when defining your brand is your why, your mission. Why do you do what you do? Having a purpose sets you apart from your competition and that becomes very important especially if you're competing in a large industry such as the clothing or food industry. Your mission could be to empower women all over the world and you have a jewelry business that makes that happen. Your mission could be to provide a good education for children who don't have one. You then tutor students in your city and donate 50% of all the money you make to that cause. Or maybe you wish more people had access to quality clothing. You create a clothing brand and you decide that for every shirt you sell, you'll donate a shirt to those in need. There are a number of ways you can tie a why into your brand and it should always be genuine. And notice how I started with the why, then gave an example of the business you might have that carries out that purpose. That's because everything that has to do with your brand should tie back to your why. And the why is what will actually draw customers in. I'll explain it this way. You and your friend both have bracelet businesses. You guys have the same types of bracelets, the same quality bracelets, and maybe even your brand's logos look similar. And let's just pretend your business is called the S Bracelet Company. What's going to set you apart from your friend is if you say the S Bracelet Company strives to inspire other teenagers to become financially independent and start their own businesses. Now, all the people that come across your business and align with your mission because they also believe there should be more teenage entrepreneurs are more likely to support you because they agree with what you stand for. And the concept of actually starting with a why comes from someone named Simon Sinek who created the Golden Circle. He has a TED talk that goes into more detail about this that I can link in this episode description. But know your mission is one of the main things that will set you apart from the next person in your industry. Taking the bracelet company for example, of course you should aim to produce quality products and show good customer service, etc. But if 10 other people are doing that same thing, why would someone choose you over them? So remember, a strong brand starts with a strong mission and this is a key factor that will set you apart from your competition. The second thing you should consider when defining your brand are your brand values. Do you value growth and try to always be innovative? Do you value honesty and believe that being upfront with your customers is important? Just as we humans have values and morals, our businesses should have them as well. And some of the first things people might think of when it comes to your brand are your values. Also, throughout the rest of these tips, I'll continue using the bracelet company as the example. So people know you make long-lasting bracelets because you value quality. They know you strive to have a good relationship with your customers by providing exceptional customer service. Whatever the case is, your brand should focus on its defining values and how you might get your values across to other people by your actions. Figure out your values by thinking about what qualities you like in other brands and some values you know you're already passionate about. Of course, you can appreciate and love 10 plus different values, but choose a few that you feel really resonate with your brand that you want people to think of when they hear the name of your business.
Third, you should have goals for your brand. Having goals creates the motivation, the inspiration, it's everything you're working towards. You should have an idea as to where you'll be in years to come, whether that be with more employees, a new office space, hopefully more money in your bank account, etc. How do you want to scale or grow your business? How many more sales do you want by the end of the year? All of those questions can be turned into set goals for your business and goals can be small or large. But when connecting your goals to your actual brand, usually these will be the bigger goals that take more time to achieve. You may include these goals in your mission statement, which we'll get to later, or when communicating to others about where you see your brand in the long term. Of course, setting daily goals such as shipping a round of bracelets off to customers is perfectly fine to do, but some longer term goals you could put in a mission statement might be to raise $10,000 for children in need or to regularly provide food for the homeless. These long-term goals will help others understand where you're trying to go with your business and it can help you look at the big picture when defining your brand to others. I'm interrupting this episode to let you guys know about two new additions to Money Moves for Teens. First, I have created outline and discussion guides that go along with every episode I put out. They provide an overhead look as to what each episode is about and they include discussion questions at the end so you can go into further conversation with others on the topic for the week. They are only $3, so visit my site, buymeacoffee.com slash tallylevy to get them now. Print them out and talk about them with friends and family. Second, I started a Money Moves for Teens YouTube channel. If you're a visual learner, you should check out the animated versions of my episodes on my channel. It's the same great information as my podcast episodes, just in a video form. Watching the full videos and sharing them with people you know will help me out greatly. You can always visit my website for more information at moneymovesforteens.weebly.com. Now back to the episode. Fourth, you have to know all the ins and outs of the market you're in. You need to be familiar with the industry. Just making pretty bracelets won't be enough when it comes to growing your business and staying relevant over time. You should be doing research constantly. Learn who your competitors are, who your customer is now and how that might change in the future, what the trends are, the amounts of money this industry makes as a whole every year, and more. Educate yourself on the space you're in because gaining that knowledge will help you understand where you need to make changes and really, in the end, stay relevant over time, constantly receiving business. If charm bracelets are in now and you start your business making those and successfully sell them, that's great. But in the next year, if bangles are the new trend and you're still making charm bracelets seeing your sales decline, that's where you went wrong. You didn't research the industry enough so you couldn't keep up. Your customer might change over time too. Maybe only adults aged 40 to 50 wanted record players a few years ago, but now teenagers and young adults want them too. If you sell record players, you may need to change your advertisement wording or colors to appeal to your new customers. Whereas if you weren't aware of the change, you still might be trying to sell old school looking record players and wondering why you can't make a sale anymore. This tip doesn't have to do as much with defining your brand initially, but it has all to do with keeping your brand alive in the long run. So really get to know the market or industry you're in and make changes to your brand where you see fit. Fifth, you have to know who your target customer is. This will determine so many factors when it comes to how you run your business. It determines how you advertise, increase sales, and more. And this might sound obvious, but some don't even consider this point. If you start a podcast just to make one with no real intention as to who you're talking to, it will be harder to reach a group of consistent listeners because one episode may apply to their needs while another won't because of how all over the place you are. If you're doing it for the money or because you're bored, it usually won't come out as successful as it would have if you had started with a plan. So defining your customer is one of the first things you should do in that plan and you can work from there. 
And as I was talking earlier about learning your industry, I mentioned your target customer may change over time. That could happen depending on what you do, so just start with your target customer in the beginning, and as that customer adjusts over time, then adjust how you run your business to accommodate. Another tip is that when growing a stronger audience in the beginning, you should have a niche. Your niche is the type of audience you're attracting. For my podcast, my niche would be teenagers who want to learn about money and entrepreneurship because that is who my episodes are made for. I do have people that aren't teenagers listening, and that may be because they're parents that want to listen to the information too. So defining your niche doesn't mean shutting everyone else out, it just means you're focusing on a specialized group of people. My podcast is specialized for teens. So in the beginning stages of defining your brand, you have to know your customer. Sixth, you have to define your brand's personality. All humans have personality, and that's one of the main reasons people want to engage in conversation or work with you. It's because they like your personality. So of course your brand has to have one. You can show this through the colors you choose, the fonts, the imagery, and more. Your brand personality should be so strong it speaks for itself. Shades of gray and simple colors might show you're a minimal brand. Bright colors that catch your eye may communicate you're a fun, energetic brand. So just as humans are attracted to each other because of personality, people can become attracted to your brand through this element. And remember, just as people don't always like your personality, they won't always like your brand's personality. If the way you talk on your website has lots of jokes thrown in, not everyone is going to like that, but others will. And just how you wouldn't change your personality to please other people, don't change your brands either. Because having a defined one will work out much better in the long term, rather than if you jump all over the place changing your colors and fonts every month. Like brand values, this concept should also be one of the first things that comes into people's minds when they hear the name of your business. Seventh, you have to be consistent. Repetition is key. Being consistent with your advertisements, your values, your colors, your fonts, etc. are big defining moments when it comes to your brand. If I first saw a flyer for the S bracelet company this week, the next week I got handed one of their business cards, I should be able to make the connection that they're one brand, not only by looking at the business name, but by everything else as well. Successful companies put this element into practice. Everywhere you advertise, people should know it all ties back to your business and they can build on one another. They can learn the basics about you on a business card, then learn further about your business on your website. Doing this not only looks more professional, but your brand will stick with people more and leave a lasting memory of your business in their brains. I talked about the concept of repetition more in my last episode as I was reviewing the book The Non-Designer's Design Book by Robin Williams, so I recommend listening to that after this one. Also, to learn all the ways you can advertise to others and practice consistency, I suggest listening to my fifth episode where I went over six ways you can advertise your business to others. So remember, be consistent across all of your platforms so that people make the connection, everything ties back to your brand, and so that your brand sticks with them more. Eighth, you should create a mission statement. A mission statement will contain what your business is, what you wish to achieve as a business, and how you plan to get there. This statement can be more than one sentence, but it should concisely summarize your brand in an understandable way for others. So once you figure out your mission, customer, goals, and values as we talked about earlier this episode, as well as how you plan to reach those goals, you can start on your mission statement. Research other companies' mission statements to gain inspiration and then make your own. You can put the statement on your website or incorporate it into your advertisement somehow. It's all up to you. Lastly, the ninth thing you should do when defining your brand is making your unique value proposition. A unique value proposition includes information about your business like the mission statement, but it really emphasizes how you're different, how you'll stand out. This is a one-sentence statement that includes who your customer is, how you will fix their problem, and why you're unique. 
This is a really important addition you should have when defining your brand because again, if there were 10 other bracelet making companies, you need to find a way to stand out. Maybe you're a teenager looking to tutor and make the claim that you have an advantage over your competitors because you can relate more to the students you're helping. Or if you've had lots of experience in organizing events for people, you can emphasize your experience and distance yourself from your beginner competitors. Like with the mission statements, you can research other companies' unique value propositions to gain inspiration. I have actually made my own for my tutoring business and I use something called a lean canvas to help me. This tool lays out things you need to figure out initially when starting a business and it goes over things like your customer's problem, your solution, the metrics you'll track, your revenue, the unique value proposition, and more. I plan on dedicating a whole episode to how I plan my business out with this tool, but I can link it in this episode description if you would like to check it out now. Again, it's called the Lean Canvas and I mentioned it because that's where I was first introduced to the unique value proposition and I recommend checking it out for guidance when creating your own. So remember, this point explains who your customer is, how you will solve their problem, and why you're different. That was all for the 9 points I had when it comes to defining your brand. You should decide your mission, values, and goals. You should know the ins and outs of your industry, who your customer is, and how you will show your brand's personality. And lastly, you should show consistency across all platforms and create a mission statement and a unique value proposition. Remember, defining your brand and its identity is so important when it comes to growing your business and communicating to others what your purpose is. I hope you can take these steps now to build a strong, defined brand in the near future. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen to this week's episode and learn something new. Feel free to reach out to me with any questions through my Twitter at MoneyMovesForTeens or through my Instagram at Talia.Simone. If you decide to follow, you will be notified every time I release a new episode and I do frequent polls about my podcast so you all can be part of my podcast decisions, such as choosing episode topics. If you are more of a visual learner, you can subscribe to my YouTube channel where I create animations for these episodes. It's the same great information, just in a video form. If you would like to continue building on what you learned this episode while supporting my podcast, in my descriptions I always have an outline and discussion guide. You can also go to buymeacoffee.com slash tallylevy and access them through the shop section of my site. Print out the guides for your favorite episodes and talk about them with friends and family. Also, if you like Money Moves for Teens, be sure to give a rating and share it with those who will benefit from the information. I hope to see you next week. Bye!